floods over us. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you.
God, we are your vessels. Do as you please. Good morning. Father God, as we read your holy word, we ask that you would write it upon our minds and our lips and our heart. Amen. Psalm 66, 8 through 20. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into a net. You laid a crushing burden on our back. You let men ride over our heads. You went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out of a place to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke and the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. The next reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 6, 5 through 22. The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, so that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man, whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things, and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the dark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of an ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. And its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, and which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. 
and all of every living thing of all flesh. You shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind. Two of every sort shall come into you to keep them alive. Also, take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. And the final reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 27, 1 through 12. And when it was decided that we should set sail for Italy, they delivered Paul and some of the other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. And embarking in a ship of Adramidium, which was about to set sail to the ports along the coast of Asia, we put to sea, accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave them leave to go with his friends and be cared for. And putting out to sea from there, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. And when we had sailed across an open sea along the coast of Sicilia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra and Lycia. And there we found a centurion. There this centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing for Italy and put us on board. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty off Snidus, as the wind did not allow us to go further. We sailed under the lee of Crete off Salome. Coasting along it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens near off, which was the city of Lassia. Since much time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sir, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo in the ship, but of our lives. For the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, the majority decided to put out to sea from there on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing both southwest and northwest, and spend the winter there. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, let us pray together. Uh, Father God, I pray that... Uh, like you did with Noah, you would do with us, that you'd give us instruction um, when the world around us is in chaos, um, that we would be instruments of your will, um, that the church would be uh, that ark of salvation that would bring a living, all types of different living things into its protection. And uh, I pray that like Paul um, even to those who are against us, um, we would we would seek to protect.
thank you for your promise of faithfulness to us, God. No matter how far we stray, um, no matter how far we try and run away, that you are always there, um, waiting for us to come home and you're ready with open arms. I thank you that um, you have created this world with so much love of us with such a unique uh, personality and that we each have gifts that you've given us that we can use to share with others and I pray that we would Please give us true rest in the midst of our work and our struggles here on this earth. Please help us to find peace in and amongst each other. It just said you, you told one man there would be a world famine. You went out and told others. I pray, God, that whatever you are showing us, that we would be faithful with that information. God, that you would give us clarity and assurance that it's you telling us that we would not hesitate to bring it forth. We would be able to just, I guess, be a beacon of light that people could prepare for anything that would be coming. If anything else is coming or in the future, Lord. Whatever it may be.
Amen. Um, the passage in Acts continues. When about the fourteenth night had come, as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took a sounding and found twenty fathoms. A little farther on they took a sounding again and found fifteen fathoms. And fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, they lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. A day was about to dawn. Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength. For not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat it. Then they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. Here, Paul, in the midst of great uncertainty and hunger, prior to the shipwreck, um, he is breaking bread and giving thanks to God and encouraging them to eat. Um, he's imitating our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And let us be reminded that everyone in his presence, they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. The Lord's Supper is to be a generous gift given to all people, even those who've kept us captive. And this is a radical truth, but it's radical insofar as it takes us to the root of things, the radix. This is the heart of the gospel, that it's good news not only to us, but to those that we despise. So let us be reminded of that as we partake of the table. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat the bread and drink the cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.